A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a new thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the new thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is new thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And today you want to talk about big words, yeah. demonstration and manifestation. Yes. And then you added another word in there. That one gives away what we mean by demonstration and manifestation. So speak about the mystery first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a mystery. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because I have my notes down here and I do have that word in there. So we talk about manifestation is the big word now. It's like the big buzzword. A lot of people are using that. Yes. And that's in the self-help world is that you can do affirmations and have a manifestation. Yeah. And that's probably where I get antsy when we start talking because we do affirmations for manifestations. And I'm in there saying, no, but there's work in between. It's got to stop. <laughs> you got to do stuff in between. So what I want to do is talk about what manifestation and demonstration actually are. Okay. What it actually is. Well, when I took what I knew about New Thought in general and spiritual mind treatment, which was Ernest Holmes' contribution to it in specific, I realized that the language was a little bit ponderous and maybe archaic and certainly an inside joke. So Holmes, a lot of times in the Science of Mind textbook and elsewhere, talked about having a demonstration, which is the result of a spiritual mind treatment having created the experience of life that person doing the prayer was seeking. And when I translated that into practical prayer, which is the same steps, but just explained in a different language, what's after practical prayer is for real results. And the results are the manifestation or the demonstration. And I even had to squint a little bit to use the word real because in a spiritual universe that has a physical component, which is the one that we're living in, what actually is real? Is it the stuff that we're seeing in the world around us or is it the spiritual truth behind it? But I use real because it makes it understandable that we're getting a real result out here in the physical world that we can see what other people would call a manifestation, what Holmes called a demonstration, we call a result. Okay, so you just added another layer to this thing. You said result is what we actually see or the spiritual part is what's actually going on, right? Well, Behind. The idea is to create an activity in infinite mind, in a creative mind, that power that creates everything. And that's where the cause happens. And then what happens is that changes the experience that we're having of it. The effect is in the world around us, the experiences that we're having. So you can have a long discussion, if you'd like, about whether reality is in the spiritual nature of creation or in the experiential nature of effect. Now, you just made a simple subject. <laughs> <laughs> All deep and complicated, 
But okay, so let's go back because you said in the beginning that the word manifestation and demonstration, and those were kind of archaic terms. I think so. Yeah, but not really. Like okay, now, manifestation is coming back around. Yeah, it's coming back around. And <clears throat> I get what you're saying. Here's where the questions come in for me. Not questions, but I'm saying like slow the thing down a little bit. So you watch television and they have all of these magnificently choreographed videos with people living mega wonderful lifestyles. And then they have these affirmations that you say, you know, 150 times before you go to sleep or whatever, or you say them through the night. And this lifestyle, you're supposed to all of a sudden, it's going to be yours because this is the manifestation resulting from these affirmations. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, no, that's not it. So much more to it. So, but the word manifestation, I think I'd like to keep it a little bit, even though you have other words that go with it, because there's a certain mystique with that word. Okay. It's, it's a certain appeal to it, because you say, well, I want to have a demonstration. That's, you know, sort of vanilla, right? Mm -hmm. And the result, is, as I mentioned before we came on, is a very corporate word to me. The bottom line, this is the result, this is what happens. And not much feeling in there, you know? The feeling is not baked in. That's true. That is absolutely true. A result is something that can be completely head-based or completely experience-based, and it doesn't really matter because it's a pretty simple, pretty easily understood term. However, when you're really serious about your life and what's going on with your life, result is really what you're looking for. So I highly respect that term. Especially when we're talking about our prayers. The purpose of doing a prayer, as far as I'm concerned, is not to beg some God outside to do us a favor, and it is not because if we don't, God will be mad at us. <laughs> the reason for doing a prayer is to change the experience that we're having in our life, which is why we call it a practical prayer for real result. It's practical. It's going to actually accomplish something. It's not a God points prayer. Yeah, yeah. And this is not exactly what I had in mind for this discussion, but it's really interesting that it's gone, it's gone this way because okay. let's say somebody is they're desiring a partner you know a life partner and so you want the person to manifest in your life not result in your life or demonstrate you know like I'm demonstrating so no this is like all playing around with words I get what you're saying yeah I will relate a story to you actually from last weekend. Got together with a couple that is getting married. I'm doing the wedding for them. And I have known him for five or six years. And he was desperately looking for a relationship. You know, nice young man into his dream job, but didn't have a relationship and was even dispirited. Like there's nobody out there for me. There's not, you know, it's not possible. It's never going to happen. And the prayer that we did was for him and his perfect relationship. The woman that he's looking for is also looking for him. The prayer was the law of attraction being activated. And we cleared away any disbelief about that and set the intention for that. And she was doing the same prayer for him. <laughs> and when they met, it was fabulous. And they've been together for several years now. 
They're very happy. They are delirious that they're going to be getting married, and they know that their relationship is a result of prayer. Okay, so you got me on that. Nice romantic story with a very corporate word ending. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's not the word about where we're describing what the process is. It's the experience that we're having. I mean, this is love unfolding. And this is like really deep, warm, fuzzy, committed, till death do us part kind of love that they're talking about. The prayer itself was a process and it garnered the result that they were seeking, which is where the warm fuzzies came in. You got to remember, I'm a writer, you know, and I read poetry and stuff like that. So kinder, smoother. And I spent 16 years in corporate America. So like I took off the pinstripe suit, which is what we wore back in those days. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and I prefer a softer kind of, don't take the mystique out of it. But the result is, is exactly right. You are exactly right. Okay. You know, I spent those intervening years writing advertising copy. Yeah. Punchy, bang, headline, exclamation point. Yeah. That's result. That's result. <laughs> That's a result, um, right? Yes. And, yeah. And then after that, it was, after advertising, it was direct marketing copy. You send somebody a thing in the mail, and then the next thing that happens is that they're going to send a check or call up with their credit card. It's not a two-step process there. You can't just kind of work on the brand a little bit and hope that they make an impulse purchase when they're at the gas station. <laughs> the journey is nice. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> whenever we would go to board meetings and we'd know that everybody had a report to give. And I was always, always extremely excited because I always did my homework, you know, like I was just a nerdy person. <laughs> <laughs> I was nerdy in school, nerdy in corporate. But anyway, yes, I would be happy to go and give my report. But the bottom line, the result was really all that mattered. And I wanted to talk about the ingenuity that it took and the, you know, almost the magic that it took to make all this happen. Did they humor you and let you do that? Often, you know, and yeah, because my results were cool, okay? I got contracts back. My job was to get lost contracts back. And when I got them back, you know, I was like, hey, that's the result, but let me tell you how this happened. And they're like, you know, okay, yeah, tell us, because we want to tell other people how to do it. So I don't know, it's, it's both ways. Okay. But I do get it, the result. I get it because this feels like a different time now where people really just, they don't want to go through the steps of a lot of things. They just want to make sure this is what I want. Like, you know, this is an age of entrepreneurism. That's what it feels like to me. And entrepreneurs don't want to spend eight, nine, ten years in school, you know, learning how to do it. They want to give me the bullet points, give me what I have to read. And I want to take all these extra subjects. This is the result that I want. So it fits like that to me, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's good. And I th the same thing is true with the affirmation and the manifestation, except there's some stuff that goes between them. There's a couple of little steps, as you were talking about, that go in between them. And we sum those up as BS. So let's take a break and come back and talk about the BS between the affirmation and the manifestation. Yeah. <laughs> Get inspiration in an instant. God calls are the gentle and uplifting moment of truth to help you remember that the bright light of God's love is shining right now as you. It's your God call. 
with Reverend Bill. Start your two-week free trial today, and you'll get a phone call four times a week from Reverend Bill with an uplifting half-minute message filled with insight, wisdom, story, and fun. Let your light shine. You can answer the call to listen to it live or let it go to voicemail so you can hear it later. After the free trial, your subscription is just $5.95 a month. The details are at godcall.org. God calls are disruptive, intentionally. Whenever you write something, put on a gold star. They take you away from your routine to remind you about the truth of who you really are. They come at random times between 8.15 a.m. and 6 p.m., so you won't be expecting them. And somehow, the message is exactly what you need to hear at the time. Magic is loose in the world. It's a moment of motivation in the middle of your day. Find out more and start your two-week free trial now. Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni and I want to say hi to Wayne Baldwin. How you doing, Wayne? Wayne's listening in. And we were discussing manifestation and how we can use affirmations to create a manifestation in our life. And you bristled a little bit about that because there's some more steps. There's a process involved. And I, before the break, mentioned BS. And BS is belief system. Because as said in all of the scriptures and all of the teachings where we are creating new experience in our life, that it's done unto you as you believe. So whatever it is that we believe is what we're going to be manifesting. The affirmations can be a wonderful way of changing our beliefs. And they work fabulously right up until there's something that we don't know we believe. That's a hidden belief. And then the affirmations have a very difficult time overcoming it. Because if I sit here saying I am prosperous and I believe that I'm a starving artist and that it's not possible for me to make a living doing what I've been doing or what I enjoy doing, then I'm at cross purposes. I'm saying one thing and I believe in something else. And what I'm going to manifest is a result of what it is that I believe. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, and I can say, I am prosperous, and it's an infinitely abundant universe. And what will happen is I will get an abundance of poverty because that's what I believe in. And we're not to blame for that. It's because there's something operating that we're not aware of. And that's why we want to do this as a spiritual practice. And that's why there's more than one step to a practical prayer. If I could just do the affirmation and change my belief by doing that, and in some cases I can, by the way, it's called a realization prayer. That's a one step where you, you say the affirmation and it is done. The manifestation happens immediately. And I've done those a handful of times in my life where somebody, usually somebody else, asked me to pray for something. And it's absolutely clear to me, no question whatsoever, that that thing is already happening. It's already underway. And I have no obstruction or no blockage with it in my mind at all. I say, so it is. And it's done. And we can move on. All the rest of the times I go through the five-step process, and when I come up against my disbelief, then it turns into a seven or a nine or an 11, because I'm dealing with, I'm wrestling with my belief system. Okay. Now, what did you call the one-step? Realization. No, it's a realization you said the one, a realization prayer. Okay. Because I was getting ready to say, now I've taken your prayer course twice. You didn't tell us about that. You just told us about the five steps, you know, so I said, this is like a lot of work. I mentioned it offhandedly, but you can't teach somebody to do that. 
that's kind of like the Jesus prayer. You know, well, Jesus yeah. Did those. Well, and that was the example because Jesus did the one-step prayers, but that's because he was living in the other steps. The first step in a practical prayer is recognizing that there is one infinite creative power and presence, one divine love. And the second step is to understand that that same creative power is within me as well. And Jesus was really free to say, the Father and I are one. When you see me, you see the Father. He knew it. He lived it. He was right there. So he didn't have to go through the steps in order to be able to speak his word authoritatively as the word of God. That's the magical piece. And I love that because it's living. But that's a whole other subject. And almost, it's not another prayer, but it is another subject kind of thing, living all of those pieces. Because actually living them is not all of the parts to the prayer become a lifestyle. And I'm bumping into that often in terms of some of the work that I'm doing. I'm finding myself in the state of mind of step two or step three. Or, and I'll think, wow, I'm right in step three right now, or I'm right in step two right now. It makes me feel like I'm somewhere else, you know? It's just a great place to be. My feet are still on the ground and all the craziness that's in the news is still going on. But to live in that space is amazing. And to live in that space, it's like there's nothing that's impossible, you know? And like you and probably Wayne and Fiona, you know, we put ourselves under pressure, maybe demands, expectations. But in that space, it feels like nothing is impossible. It's like an aha. Okay, I got this. Now staying in it. Well, and that's where the spiritual practice of continuing to do the prayer practice, continuing to be doing spiritual mind treatment or practical prayer, gives us a tendency towards being in that space more often. Because the first step in every prayer is to recognize an aspect of God or multiple aspects of God. If my prayer is going to be about relationships, then I'm going to talk about God is love. God is a limitless source of love unfolding in everything and perfect balance and harmony and everything in God's creation fits together in sweet perfection. And that everything includes me. And that everything includes the person who I am seeking to be in a relationship with or am already in relationship with where I'm looking for that to grow. And when I get myself into the headspace, the mind space, the believability, that that infinite love that's everything is me too, then the claim of I have my perfect relationship becomes really easy and in some ways not even necessary. Because when we're embodying that infinite love, that divine presence, the rest of it kind of fits together on its own. It does. And it becomes, not that it's the other parts are less important, but when you're in that second step where you're really understanding and trying to make yourself aware or even embracing the awareness of oneness and being one with God. And you know me, like I'm a digger, so I'm going, like these are all the, <laughs> these are all the ways that I'm one with God and these are the reasons why and this is how I know and then I can, you know, by that time I'm floating somewhere because I'm right there. So it's an amazing experience to live in those steps. We gave the name to the single step prayer, which is an affirmation prayer or realization prayer, which is just the one step. When it goes into multiple steps, whether it's the five steps, or if there's some kickback that we're getting from a belief system, it turns into the seven step process, that's called an argumentative prayer. And we're not arguing with God, trying to convince God to give us the goodies. We're arguing with our own belief system. 
Because what we're doing is we are claiming that this infinite creative power that creates everything that has created me, that is creating my life, is creating this next newness for me. It's creating this prosperity or this loving relationship or this creativity. And if there's a little voice in the back of our head that says, yeah, but this, you don't have any money for the rent. Or yeah, but there's nothing planned for Saturday night. Those yeah buts, those reactions that we're getting out of our, that still small voice telling us, I don't think it's going to happen. That's our belief system. That's our belief system telling us what we really believe. So in addition to being a tool of manifestation, the prayer process is also a diagnostic tool. Because I say I want this, but I don't believe that I deserve that. And my belief system is going to tell me I don't believe it. In which case we can go through the next two steps, which is to say, there's no power to that. There is nothing in the universe that requires that I be lonely or that I be broke. There is no foreordained anything that says that has to happen because it's an infinite universe. Everything is possible, including this newness and goodness for me. So I'm going to try, I'm going to claim it again. And then I'm going to see if I get the pushback from my belief system again, in which case I'll do the refutation one more time. I'll say, this is a shadow. This is a false belief. This is a shadow that's blocking that truth that God's love is all there is, that I am deserving of wonderful richness and financial security and go through that. And we can go through as many times as we want. And every time we get the pushback, we can once again refute that there's any power to that false belief and then make the claim again. And that's the process we get to go through between our prayer or our affirmation and our manifestation. And that's the part that spiritual practice brings to it that an affirmation practice doesn't. And that's the part that I call work. Okay. Yeah. And I wasn't, so now we're on the same page, right? Because yeah, that's what I call work, but not in a negative way. I think it's great work. It's powerful work because you come out so much better, so much stronger and different in many ways, if you're willing to go through that work. But I don't know that you can do it by yourself, but it's really difficult, I would think, to do it alone. Yes? To learn the technique or to do the prayer? To do the work part. It's a process. It's a process, but I think I'm thinking like you could use a partner or somebody that can help you go through that. Because if you're up against some really strong stuff in your belief system, it doesn't go down easy. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's absolutely true. And there are a couple of things that help with that. First is the classes, because you can get into a structured program where somebody will take us through the process and we get to practice and we get to get into small groups or uh, get a prayer partner from somebody else in the class so we can go through that together and support each other in prayer. And the other thing that we have is professional prayer practitioners. So that's my favorite group of people to teach and to train is practitioners. Because you can think of a practitioner as a rental consciousness. Because there's one mind, and we are each individualizations of that one mind. So knowing that there is only one mind, when I'm changing my beliefs, when I'm putting a thought into my mind, I'm putting it into the infinite mind. When something is in my subconscious, it's in our collective subconscious. So if I'm having an issue, and I can't deal with it because my belief system is pushing back against it, I can go to a practitioner and have a conversation with the practitioner, you know, an hour, do some intake, discuss what the situation is. And the practitioner from a vantage point outside of my belief system will ask me some insightful questions and kind of figure out what is this false belief that's keeping this goodness from happening? And it's usually right there. Usually it doesn't take that long to figure out what that false belief is. Sometimes it's a 
knock myself in the head. Oh my God, I can't believe that that thing that I learned when I was a kid that I thought was just a joke, it's still operating. I still believe that. And then the practitioner can do a prayer for a result for the client and they're not carrying their baggage. They don't have their belief system. They're not limited to say, oh, well, you know, <laughs> the person who's come in for the prayer has an experience of a lifetime of rejection and loneliness, but the practitioner doesn't. It's like, mm, it's possible for that to turn around instantaneously just like it was for the wedding couple. So they were looking desperately for each other. And I pointed out to them when I saw them together, it's like, you know, the universe did not manufacture her as a result of your prayer. It's like she existed beforehand. <laughs> You're just wandering around in the Philadelphia area and you connect it. And that's what it takes. So having a practitioner work on that can open up that channel to invite in those coincidences, if you will, or whatever that manifestation is going to be that goes right to the edge of the belief system and maybe a little bit beyond of what the person asking for the prayer was looking for. Hmm. Yeah. While you were talking about that example, and it's an excellent example, I was thinking of a perfect one that I went through in manifesting my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same thing. That was so unlikely. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about practical prayer and steps. You know, the only thing I knew was God, we're close spirit. We're hanging out all the time. And, you know, this is what I need. And I've gone as far as I can go. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, as soon as I asked to look, I didn't know where this teacher was coming from or what this teacher was going to look like. I was hanging out with the gurus. So I was kind of probably expecting one that had a longer beard than... (laughs) (laughs) And that's just the fun part. But yeah, it followed through the whole way, you know, every step. I just did not imagine that it would happen the way it did. But isn't that best? You know. Well, yeah. And if you had determined that it's going to happen because you're going to enroll in the correct school, and it's going to be that school over there, and you're going to meet somebody at the school, and you could put so many hoops in front of it, but eventually it would have happened because you were pretty clear. But it might have taken years and years and years. And as it was, you say... This is the result I want. This is the manifestation I'm looking for. So my affirmation is I have this good. And then you let it go and gave the universe a lot of elbow room to deliver me through Facebook advertising. You know what? In all fairness to anybody who might be listening, it did take me years and years because it took me years and years to ask. You know, Uh, it took me. But that's a testimony to me of the universe, you know, of spirit and how it all works because all the pieces had to come together. And then I had to let go, you know, and just say, all right, look, just send this teacher. I'm convinced that if we had met five years or 10 years earlier, there would have been a a complete mismatch and it wouldn't have worked because I didn't know enough and you weren't ready or vice versa. (laughs) Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll do a prayer about letting go of our BS. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique 
to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and we're going to pray. But before we do, I just want to ask Fiona, if you're still here, if you would please tell me what a prac student is, because I don't know. Practitioner student. That's what that is? That's a student practitioner, a PIT, a practitioner in training. Okay. That's what that is. All right. I'm learning, but I got to learn the buzzwords, right? Actually, we gotta get rid of the buzzwords. No, there's a lexicon and everything, so I, you know, I gotta get it. You know, going to a spiritual practitioner to have a spiritual mind treatment to manifest a demonstration was a little bit too cumbersome and too much of an inside joke for me, uh, which is why I said let's just do a practical prayer for a real result. Because if you overhear somebody saying the first thing, you go, "What are they talking about?" You know, what's a prac student? Whereas if you know, I'm a student learning to do practical prayer for other people, it's like, then it becomes much more apparent. So we can get out of our own way. The prayer today is going to be about our BS, our belief system, and how we can understand what is in our belief system and thereby change what's in our belief system, because that is what is going to open up a new experience in our lives, a result, a manifestation, a demonstration, or a change. And that change is always possible. And the first thing that we do is we turn away from the circumstances and the situation around us. We can do that by physically closing our eyes or shutting down our ears or going into a quiet place. We can do that metaphorically by just turning our attention away from the stuff that's going on out here and becoming aware of that divine power and presence within. That bright light of divine love that shines within each of us individually, within everything. There is only that love. There is only God's infinite goodness shared in millions and billions of different ways. Everything that exists in this manifest universe came from the one. It is all that divine essence expressed in its own particular way. And that everything includes me. It has to. It's not possible that God is everywhere and everything except the three feet around me. That divine power and presence of God is me and it's each of us listening. That divine light of God's love is shining from within and illuminating everything in my experience. Each of us, within the sound of my voice, is that divine goodness expressed in our own way. And all of that good that's available anywhere is available to each of us. So what I claim right now is an awareness of any lingering beliefs that might be holding us back from our true desires. That infinite mind that knows everything certainly can inform us as to what it is that we're believing that's not helping us. We can quiet and allow the still small voice of the infinite to suggest to us a change, a different observation, a different angle or approach or perspective to the circumstances, the experiences that we've been having, and to allow in something new. There need be nothing painful or difficult or awkward about this process. 
this is the opportunity for a shadow that has been blocking that bright light of love to move out of the way, to allow that goodness to be revealed even more fully and richly and deeply in our lives. And this process is underway for each of us in our own way. It might have something to do with our physical well-being, our health and vitality. It may have something to do with our prosperity, our experience of enoughness or plenty. It may have something to do with our relationships, with our beloved, with our family members, with our co-workers, our customers, our community, anybody we're having a relationship with. It may take the form of our work in the world, our creativity, the way that we express and share ourselves. It may have to do with our spirituality and the depth of our understanding of our true nature as divine expressions of God's infinite good. It may be more than one of these. And so what's happening right now is any false beliefs that have been blocking us from our good are made known to us in a gentle and uplifting and clear way with a clear invitation to turn away from the shadow, to turn away from the obstruction, to turn away from the false belief towards that bright light of truth, to invite God's divine goodness to unfold and reveal and express and manifest itself in our lives in fresh new ways. That divine guidance is at hand for each of us, for all of us. And we are each and all taking that next perfect step. That's the partnership with the infinite. We let go of what we thought we knew. We open to knowing something new. We open to the guidance of the steps that are ours to take. And then we take them and the good unfolds. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the wonderful way that this is happening. I'm grateful for the awareness of this process. I'm grateful for the results or manifestations that are already on the way for each of us. And with gratitude for this good, I speak this word and I release it into the creative law that has created everything. And I know that it's once again creating. It's creating this. And so I let it be. And so it is. So it is. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org.